Life's better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards. That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, real quick. So I know on The Shalene Show we talk about life stuff, but I'm always encouraging you to have your own thing, to build that side hustle, to figure out ways you can make extra money online. And maybe you felt like, I just don't know how to do this by myself. I want the motivation and excitement of having people around me that I can bounce ideas off of. I want that motivation of being at a live event. Well, you're in luck. October 14th through the 16th, I want to invite you to come to Southern California and be a part of the Marketing Impact Academy live event. You don't have to be an MIA member. This is open to the public. You don't have to have any experience in business, but you do have to have a desire and you need to be a good note taker because we're going to spell it all out for you. I'm going to have the best experts at every area of social media that you can imagine. And every speaker comes with, I mean, they don't come on my stage unless they come with an action plan that they're going to give the audience so that when you leave, you're not like, okay, super motivated, but I don't know what to do. So if that's something you've been dreaming about doing and just coming to Southern California and being around that energy, meeting me live in person, my son and the other experts that I know you have heard if you listen to the Shalene show, the people who we work with, people just like you who you know, have been listening to these shows for so many years and eventually they took the plunge, they started their business and now they're going to share with you how they did it. Give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to dream. Give yourself permission to do something different. Know it's been on your bucket list to come to Southern California. I cannot wait to see you there. The link is in the show notes, but you can also go to shaleen.com forward slash MIA live. Shaleen.com forward slash MIA live. And if you want to be invited to the incredible dance party that we're throwing on Saturday night just for our VIPs, be sure to look at the VIP registration package. It is next level. Did I say the dates? Okay, October 14th through the 16th, Southern California, Orange County. We're right down the street from Disneyland. You can make a whole family vacation of it, or you can just get away and enjoy yourself and treat yourself to something fun and exciting that has the potential to change your life. What's up? Hello, beautiful. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Today, we are doing a deep dive. I devoted this entire episode to lips. And the reason why is because I got so many questions just about lips, number one. And number two, hopefully listen to last Wednesday's episode with Dr. K. If you didn't, let me just tell you some of the things that we covered in that episode. We discussed Botox, Botox alternatives, neck fillers, solutions to crepey necks. We talked about solutions for hair loss, topical solutions, things you could buy on Amazon, procedures that you could look into. We talked about how to lift your jowls, how to do that naturally, how to do it with fillers, how to do it with surgery. We talked about drooping eyes, dark circles under the eyes, filler migration. We talked about fat transfers versus fillers. We talked about how do you fix crepey knees or saggy inner thighs? What about brow lifts? What about cheekbone filler? What about those wrinkles around our mouth if it looks like we're a smoker, but we don't smoke? We talked about how to pull the eyes back without doing a facelift. We talked about the different types of facelift, like a mini lift, a lower facelift, a full facelift. 
We talked about thread lifts, liposuction, and all of the things. So today, we're just focusing on the lips. The reason why is because it's one of the areas that a lot of people start with, and I feel a sense of responsibility, a personal sense of responsibility, first of all, to tell you that you don't need to do anything and you don't have to do anything and you are beautiful and you're gorgeous and please don't feel any pressure. And if you're not even thinking about these things, then you should turn this episode off, okay? Because I I don't want to get in your head and make you feel like you need to do any of these things. This episode is really because so many of you ask these questions inside the pod squad. You DM me these questions and I'm not the expert. And if it's something you're considering, if it's something like every time you look in the mirror, you're like, I just feel like I don't look like myself. Everything's drooping and yucky and I don't feel pretty and I'm having to put on so much makeup and it's driving you crazy and you're considering doing the things and I feel an obligation to give you as much knowledge as possible and to bring to you one of the most renowned beauty injectors in the world, not just the United States. People fly to train with her from all over the world. Obviously, people fly in to inject with her, but also get this, unlike some of these other who shall remain unnamed plastic surgeons and injectors in Southern California, her prices are very reasonable. Dare I say, by Southern California standards, they're incredibly reasonable, especially if you know what people just down the street from her without... without a tenth of her qualifications, are charging simply because the right influencer was photographed stepping out of this gentleman's office. Dr. K is a personal friend. She's someone who I trust. She's someone who has, in my opinion, the right balanced approach to all of this. But again, lastly, I want to just say, like, you, you don't need anything. But if you're considering doing something, do more research, even beyond what I'm sharing with you here today. And remember that you get what you pay for in most instances, but look into a person's credentials. Ask them how many procedures they've done. Ask them to speak with past patients. Ask to see photos and videos. Ask if you can call randomly a past patient, not like the two people who they have everybody call because they're basically great salespeople. Like, do your research, understand the complications, and assume that you may have complications. Don't assume that nothing bad's ever going to happen to you. Are you willing to deal with the complications? Are you willing to have something corrected? Are you willing to have adequate downtime and realistic expectations? Because a skilled plastic surgeon, even the world's most renowned injector, is still working with your anatomy, your bone structure. And all of this is artistry. It's really not science. It really does boil down to artistry and care and precision. So this episode, we're going to talk about all things related to your lips, including migration, complications, things you need to consider, how much these things cost, what most of the influencers doing. Dr. K explains what to do if, in fact, you get lip injections and you like hate them and you don't think you look like yourself. We talk about so many things, everything related to the lips. All of your questions will be answered and more. If you're new here, you haven't subscribed to The Shaleen Show, go back and listen to last Wednesday's episode with Dr. K. That's where we answered like friggin' everything. But this one, again, deep diving into the lips. Let's go. Okay, beautiful. One of the first things I want to address is lip filler migration. And maybe this is just a side of TikTok that I am on right now, but can you address this? Is this a trend? Is this something that we need to be concerned about? Is this something new or has it always been going on? What is your take on lip filler migration? Well, this is a trending and really popular topic of concern amongst patients and injectors. 
Why does this feel like it's kind of a new phenomenon? Because we have been injecting lips year upon year, month upon month, syringe upon syringe until finally that fun trend of looking sexy, voluptuous and, you know, more confident is a little bit too much. It's possible that we've been sold a bill of goods where the filler companies have told us that the filler lasts only a year and goes away. Yikes. Okay, so... What's really going on? In reality, what we're finding is that the filler can last somewhat longer than that. Everybody's metabolism, of course, is different. Everybody's lip anatomy is different, but the lip is essentially a tubular structure. So when we fill up the tube all the way, you know, just like putting water in a water balloon, there's a limitation to how much that encasement or tube or lip anatomy can hold. And eventually filler can seep out just like water building up pressure in a garden hose will eventually spring some small leaks and leak out into the periphery. And how do you know if this is happening? Like, what does it look like? So if you have a friend or if you're a person who has somewhat of a filler mustache or appearance of filler extending outside the border of the lips, giving a thickness or projection or a ducky appearance to the upper lip, I've even seen it in the lower lip. Fear not, you can fix this problem. Well, that's good news. I'm sure some people are very relieved to hear that. And we're going to get to some of those solutions in a moment. But why is this? I mean, how can the problem be fixed? How can we avoid having this problem at all? As injectors, by just having attention to detail. Filler migration in the lips happens when the injection techniques are not followed precisely and the vermilion or pink border of the lip is violated. And there's some different types of injection techniques like a picket fence technique, which creates vertical bands of filler going up and down. That creates vertical height and it's very lovely, but multiple injection sites are needed and multiple piercings of this thin membrane the white line and the vermilion border of the lip can create kind of a leakiness to this membrane, which, you know, over time, remember your muscles of your mouth are a circular muscle. So the more they contract in, the more there's a little tendency for filler probably to leak out these little perforations when the contractions occur. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe it's the style of lip injections people are doing. Maybe it's more of like an LA influencer kind of thing. And of course, I'm only talking about my personal experience, but I've got lots of girlfriends who have just tiny, subtle amounts of lip filler, myself included. I see people all the time who've had lip fillers, but you're right. I do sometimes see women who they they just look like really ducky. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't look quite right. So who is this happening to And does anyone who's getting lip injections run this risk? Of course, it doesn't happen to everybody. So number one, do not freak out. You can still get your lip filler done and you can have very effective and very lovely lip filler done. You need to see a great injector and someone who's going to have attention to detail and respect the natural anatomy of the lip. You know, one thing we rarely talk about and we need to talk about is how another person's mental health can really have an impact on yours. How do you deal with that? How do you cope if you have a family member or a friend or a coworker who frankly needs to talk to somebody, but they're not? Well, one of the best things you can do is protect your own mental health by having a trained professional to help you deal with this person. One of the healthiest things you can do for yourself is just have someone who you can talk to, a trained professional. And you don't need to wait until it's your own mental health or something's going wrong in your life before you reach out and find a good therapist. 
That is why I'm so proud to have a sponsor like Talkspace of The Shaleen Show. They're the number one online therapy platform. They've got thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 different specialties. So whether it's something you're dealing with, like anxiety or depression or relationships, or just like how to cope with a family or friend who's affecting your mental health, Talkspace allows you to send and receive unlimited messages with a dedicated therapist 24-7. Talkspace.com is super convenient. Talkspace.com is therapy at a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. So listen, if your own thoughts are piling up and you just need a fresh perspective, you just want to feel better, go to Talkspace.com, use promo code Shalene during your sign up, and you're going to get $100 off your first month. They're going to match you with a dedicated therapist. And when you prioritize your own mental health, you will begin to see and, and you're going to be able to feel positive changes in more areas of your life than you could ever possibly imagine. You get $100 off your first month when you use code Shalene. So go to Talkspace.com or simply download their app. Again, it's Talkspace.com. And with promo code Shalene, you get $100 off your first month. I think a lot of people think or assume that if you get lip filler, it's going to be really obvious, you know, because we think of like that person with really ducky lips or just overblown lips. So would you say it's common for lip filler to look unnatural? The answer to that is no. I would say it's very not common. When you are walking down the street and you see and notice somebody's lip filler, it's because you're noticing bad work or excessive work. And the majority of my patients have really subtle, very natural results that just look hydrated. A good lip filler should look hydrated, refreshed, more feminine, about 20% to 30% more plumpy. So people who have an unnatural appearance to their lip filler are either number one, asking for it because that's their vibe and their aesthetic or number two just maybe over injected they have maybe done a few too many syringes or with bad technique it's normal for lip filler to look very natural okay i got this comment from someone who said they had lip filler done for the very first time did not like the way that it looked and then you know immediately want it removed and that they were upset because their plastic surgeon charged them to remove the filler that they had put in and they were kind of surprised and wanted to know, should it cost the person who had the lip filler done to then have it removed? Yes, it costs money. And you have paid for a service and we are providing the service just like anything. Sometimes complications can happen. Filler can need adjusting. There is no perfect human set of hands on any surgeon, aesthetics provider, injector, nurse, or PA. It is possible that sometimes your work may need to have adjustments whether it's your under eyes or your lips. It does cost money. It costs money for the Hylinex, the enzyme that's used to adjust these areas. I mean, that makes sense. But what about in the case where maybe the error or what it is you're unhappy about is really as a result of poor technique? A good injector, I feel like if you have a little area that needs adjusting on your patient, you will take care and absorb that cost because that's the right thing to do. You just do a little touch up. If you feel like there's a little lip lump or irregularity, you do a little dissolving and adjusting. And I don't think your patient should pay for that. Probably also very much depends on what you were charged for the initial service. And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but what is your personal policy? 
Personally, in my practice, I don't charge for that. I'm responsible for my work and I want the best work out there and I will make sure you get it or I will correct it till we're both happy. Not surprising. I actually knew the answer to that, but I asked it anyways. I think that's important that a doctor stands behind their work, but I also get it. You know, I'm sure that there are people who are just frankly, impossible to please. And we're talking about a personality type anyways. And I'm putting myself in this category, right, where you're you're somebody who already wants to improve your look. So I'm sure that you get plenty of people who are, you know, kind of obsessed with perfection, and there's probably no pleasing them. So you could really get stuck in a loop where you're doing all these services and then having to undo them and fix them and correct them. And just it's a no win situation. But it does say a lot if you are a practitioner who stands behind your work and the satisfaction of your customer. Okay, so for that person who is wants to go and experiment with lip fillers, but they also want to budget for the removal just in case they don't love it, what are we looking at? It costs about $350 to $700 to dissolve lip filler. It really depends on the amount of filler that's in there and the number of syringes that you've had and the type of filler. Well, hopefully, if it's someone who's getting lip filler for the first time, I'm assuming they're not like going, yeah, let's let's try this out. And why don't you give me three syringes? But what advice do you have for that person who is listening and had lip filler or is considering it in the future and they want to know about removing it? Like, what do we need to tell that person who would like to have their filler removed? If you're coming to see an injector about dissolving your lip filler, please know which filler you had placed, the name of it, and the number of syringes and the timing of when it was placed. Because different fillers are different density, different amount of cross-linkage, different amount of cohesivity, and they all dissolve differently. Thinner fillers would be like Restylane products, Bellatero. Thicker, more difficult to dissolve would be Vicross technology like the Vobella, Volure, Voluma. It's so important that you know what is in your lips. So please be sure you tell us. All right, let's get real and talk about the pain. I know everyone has a different pain tolerance. I have a very high pain tolerance, but I definitely can feel it in my lips. Now, in the past, the first time I ever had lip filler, the practitioner did a dental block. And that was great because I didn't feel anything. I mean, it was completely painless, but I had a horrible result. I mean, just absolutely horrible. And it went away, it feels like in like three days or whatever. I don't know if my body just absorbed it. But when I come and see you, you don't do a dental block, but I've never asked for one. So first of all, do you offer that? Do you recommend it? And how painful or what does it feel like to have your lip filler dissolved? When we dissolve lips and when we inject lips, we love to use a numbing cream. In my practice, I use a triple anesthetic cream, which is a combination of benzocaine, lidocaine, tetracaine. It is excellent. You really feel like you have a lot of numbness. Are you going to still feel it? Yes, you are because it's sensitive to have a needle tip placed in the lips. The lips are just one of those inherently super sensitive areas, but I assure you, you can do it. It's very fast and it is effective. It's That's true. The numbing cream is amazing. But even with the numbing cream, there's like little areas where I'm like, okay, I feel that. I snap to distract myself and my eyes might water a little bit. I mean, it's not horrible. So why not just use a dental block when you're doing the injections so it's more comfortable? I think that a dental block is not preferred. I feel that the lips turn into a 
mound of tissue without movement, without mm. muscle tone. When oh. you give a dental block, everything goes flaccid, and I don't feel that the results look as natural or as good. We really want to inject the lips in their natural state with movement, with muscle tone, and looking at how they lay naturally. You can't do that when there's a dental block in place. So for that person who's considering doing this for the very first time and they're trying to figure out like how much to budget for and how many CCs to put in, I saw this TikTok with this gal who had gone to do hers and you know the TikTok blew up, of course, and she had done five CCs. I mean, her very first time getting lip injections and she just, I mean, it looked like it looked like one of those silly filters. It just looks so weird. So how do you know how much to put in? And I, I'm assuming five cc's is a lot. Oh, yes. <laughs> five cc's is way too much. I generally recommend only one syringe should go into your lips per session and then wait at least a month for the second syringe. Some lips can accommodate two to three syringes and still look very natural because they have a larger envelope to fill. And as long as you do this gradually, you will be able to give time for the filler to settle in, to disperse, and to look really pretty and natural. But five cc's is a lot. I don't think most women, most lips do not need that amount of volume. You do run the risk of looking a little sausagey or a little overdone with large volumes. And I know there's like no exact answer and it obviously has a lot to do with the person's personality and the aesthetic that they're going for. And like you said, their lip envelope and the shape of their face, the shape of their lips, everything that you're working with from a natural standpoint as well, right? So it's not just like a one size fits all. I get that. But is there generally a guideline like, you know, the average person's probably if they're going to do it, they're probably going to put in this much to start. The average lip looks gorgeous with two syringes. The average Instagram girl today has two to three, I would say. And I think that people who've been doing lip filler for a lot of years may have done up to four to five syringes over time, but hopefully there's been some breakdown of the initial product. And hopefully you don't re-inject your lip until you feel that the volume has diminished. And I can see how it can be addictive, kind of like getting a tattoo. You get your first tattoo and you're like, well, let's go get more. I didn't until I waited like 20 years to get my second tattoo. But I can see how like when you just did my lip filler last time, I'm like, oh my gosh, they look balanced now and just I love them. And it just feels so youthful to have like a fuller lip, especially as someone who's like never had a lip. You know what I mean? And it's so subtle that I can see how I would want to go back and get more. But I know if I get more, even though I probably could, then I start to look less and less like my original self, if that makes sense. So how do you prevent yourself from slipping down that slippery slope of, well, if some is good, then more is better? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I understand the feeling. I truly honestly do. And we could do little micro touch-ups, but do not be one of these people who just keeps coming in for lip filler because you just feel extra sexy and you just need to feel that again and again and again. We don't need to overdo it because then your lips come into the room before you do. And people don't look at your pretty eyes anymore. They look right at your big lip. Okay, next question is, if my filler feels kind of hard or lumpy and bumpy and it's just no longer soft, should I consider dissolving? 
Yes, if your filler is feeling rock hard, that can happen from underground bruising or too much filler injected in any one location. The filler does feel tense and sometimes edema or swelling can kick in. In the first two weeks, we expect that. After two weeks, if you have a hardened area, sometimes old bruise can create areas of scar, calcification. It definitely should get checked. It happens from tissue trauma and too much filler going into lips. So if you're lips are feeling rock hard, let's definitely get that checked and let's think about adjusting it. So how exactly does this work? I mean, like, is it immediate? Does it take a long time? So the enzyme hyaluronidase, which dissolves the filler, also known as Hylinex, works very fast, almost instantaneously. It's kind of a little miracle product. And its half-life is roughly about two minutes. So the majority of the dissolving process can occur in those first two minutes. Now we are injecting volume of liquid. So the lips do swell from the actual medication volume and any associated bruising and swelling goes down after the first week. So I tell patients to wait at least two weeks after the dissolver, do a lot of lymphatic massage, and kind of really try to break down any filler product. Your results will be quite nice, but it's always fun to inject hyaluronidase because you can see your results right away and people inevitably feel so much better and so normal and they feel like themselves again once we inject Okay, it. so when it comes to, you know, when we talked last week, when it comes to fillers, right, there are certain fillers you just realize over time, you're probably need, you may need to do them again. You have to maintain them and there's that cost associated, right? And when you think of like a lip implant, you think of like maybe Elisa Rena, but where are some newer trends that are perhaps more subtle as it pertains to changing your your lips permanently? You can do permanent surgery to improve lip position, like the lip lift or VY advancement, which means like basically trying to get the lip to come up and shorten the distance between the nose and the lip. And that's always an effective procedure when your distance between your nose columella and the cupid's bow extends longer than 12 to 13 millimeters. This is where we start to look a little long in the lip and doing surgery to do a lip lift and shorten that distance is going to give you a natural looking result and a younger looking face, younger looking mouth. So I definitely recommend you think about that and come and see us for a surgical consultation if you're thinking about it. It does swell for a few weeks after surgery. So it's the kind of thing you're going to have to be very patient as it settles in. But the results can be excellent. I feel like that one's a pretty trendy, popular surgery right now. Like a lot of influencers and reality TV stars have had that done. For me, I'm like, gosh, my skin is so fair. You would see that scar. But it is true that like if you think about your grandma, you know, that the top lip just becomes longer. Everything becomes longer. Boobs, earlobes, all of it. So be well-informed, do your research, understand what your recovery time is, understand what the scarring looks like. And for the love of Pete, please make sure you see a reputable surgeon who really understands the aesthetic of the mouth, the lips, the nose, and how all that fits together. Because not all doctors are created the same. And I think sometimes doctors become very popular because certain influencers have gone to them or they themselves have become influencers because of their social media platform. And then people start like jumping around. They're like, oh, so-and-so went to such-and-such for this. Or maybe they see like a discount, like a Groupon deal for, for Botox. So what are your thoughts about going to a bunch of different practitioners, like to have a bunch of different people working on the same face? 
And this is one of my favorite questions because this is a chronic problem in society right now. Unfortunately, we are starting to look at filler as just a commodity, like、mm. it's a pack of gum and I can buy it anywhere. I can get a lip here and a lip、yep. there, and it's the same lip everywhere. That is very important for you to get over that notion because your filler is only as good as the person injecting it. It really has very little to do with the name of the filler, the brand name, the type of the gel. Honestly, it's all about technique and experience. And a good artist can take any paint box and make a masterpiece and do a really beautiful piece of work. And a bad artist also can take that same paint box and create a disaster for you. I think you need to understand that artistry is involved and assessment of your face is involved and harmonization of your face. All of these features need to talk to each other your lips, your cheeks, your eyes, they need to match. You need to be the same person. You cannot buy your cheeks from one injector, your lips from another, and your chin from another, and not expect to look a little Picasso esque.、Yeah. You know, that's not exactly how it should be done. You want one artist in charge of your face. At least I do. Me too. And that's why I make that long drive to Pasadena. Okay, so my next question is about types of fillers. Are there certain fillers which are at the moment maybe tougher to dissolve or people have? More complications with them? 100%. And Juvederm Ultra Plus is one of the fillers that's currently being considered as a culprit for filler migration. This one also is tightly cross linked and takes more sessions of dissolving. So I know some people are maybe kind of freaking out about this stuff, which is fine. Again,、I'm, we're not suggesting that anybody needs to do this, but if you are, we want to make sure that you are fully, fully, fully informed. And these are the kinds of conversations that most. Plastic surgeons are not taking the time to have with you in office, or maybe you're embarrassed, or maybe you just don't even know to ask these questions. And what we're talking about specifically is the fact that with fillers, unlike a, you know, going under the knife, that's permanent. Like you can't reverse a facelift, you can't reverse a lip lift, you just can't. But certain fillers, you can't. Can reverse. But I'm sure people are wondering I mean, I, I don't know the answer to this. When you reverse a filler, when you dissolve a filler, like let's say specifically in the lips, doesn't that then like leave your lips like deflated or? Kind of like after you have a baby and your, your stomach just is stretched out and it almost never, well, certain people goes back to normal, but not everyone. So if you do have lip filler dissolved, do your lips go back to normal? Yes, they will go back to normal. Your body is equipped to heal. Your body has the ability to metabolize these filler breakdown products. Lymphatic massage will certainly help. Repeat sessions to make sure it's all out of there will help, but your lips will return to their normal texture, tone, and soft loveliness as soon as you take out this excessive filler and filler migration. And if you've had filler done for years and you decide to get rid of it, is it going to change or damage the underlying structure? Of your lips? Is it going to deplete your face of its natural hyaluronic acid? No. So, no studies have proven this. No study has shown that giving an enzyme, Hylinex, to break down a gel filler is going to additionally break down your own natural skin's hyaluronic acid. And that's a very good thing. Our skin has very good hyaluronic acid content when we're young. And as we get older, that quantity of hyaluronic diminishes. So, this is looking less plump, less juicy, and 
and less youthful. When you're a baby, you have a ton of hyaluronic acid in the big juicy cheeks. That's why you look so juicy. As we get older, that quantity changes and adding filler adds back some of that delicious hydration to the skin and the tissues. But using Hyalinex does not dissolve the body's natural hyaluronic acid. There haven't been any studies to prove that notion. So be comfortable in knowing that when we apply this enzyme, we're putting it only where the excess filler is. The half-life is two minutes. It's very highly focused. Even if it diffuses outside that zone, it's not going to substantially alter hyaluronic acid composition of your skin. You are constantly breaking down. Your skin and your body every day breaks down collagen, breaks down hyaluronic. We have mechanisms and enzymes in place to detect breakdown and rebuild. We do not have to worry about this. Listen, if you are like most people, you spend a lot of time on social media and it feels like it's a waste of time. Why not start figuring out how your time on these social media platforms can actually make you some money by leveraging those things that you recommend, the products that you love, the things that you talk about, the great deal on a rug that you just got, the lash product that has changed your life. If you're one of those people that believe sharing is caring and you love sharing your favorite things and deals and those kinds of things, like you should be getting paid for that. But brands aren't going to reach out to you. You need to know how to reach out to them to set up these brand deals. And again, they don't care if you have a big following. They don't care if you don't go on camera. They just want to know, are you somebody that people trust and engage with? If that could be you and you want to learn how to do this the right way, we have a new mini course that is super easy to get through. It's really fast to get through. And it walks you through the process of how to get started with brand deals. It's pretty cool. Like we teach you how to pitch yourself. We put together templates for you so you can just like basically copy and paste the email. We show you how to put together a media kit. In fact, we give you a template so you can just like drop and drag your own photos and information about your social media platform. We will teach you how to ask for free product from companies and then how to negotiate your rates. And with the big changes to Instagram, you know, Instagram's favoring smaller accounts, like the time is now. So don't miss this opportunity. Check it out right now. Go to shaleen.com forward slash micro. Again, it's shaleen.com forward slash micro. And let's get you some brand deals. Okay. So this person says, I like the look of my lips after getting injections a couple of years ago. But since that time, I can feel these like little balls or beads or bumps in my lips. And my husband says he can feel them when he kisses me. Is this normal? Do I just give it a lot more time and see if they dissolve over time? Or should I actually have these removed because again, she likes the way her lips look, but she doesn't like the way they feel. If you have lips that are lumpy bumpy, think about dissolving them because those bumps are just from bad injection technique. (laughs) Sometimes that can happen if you purse your lips a certain way, if you have a scar Mm -hmm. in there that causes the filler to migrate. There are a lot of reasons why you might want to adjust your lips. Number one, filler migration. Number two, lumps or bumps. Number three, your lips are getting so big that they cover your teeth and you can't see your smile anymore. Number four might be that you have a side duck lip projection on profile view. And all of this is related to bad injection technique. I highly recommend that you evaluate your lips and be happy with them. And if you're not happy about any aspect of it, I don't want you to feel self-conscious going to parties and having people look at you and feeling judged. Just dissolve them and fix them and don't put so much worry into the process. It's quite simple to dissolve, readjust, and reevaluate. You know, we talked a lot about other types and other places where women, well, men too now, are doing fillers. But what is another area that you see people doing filler and it doesn't look good and they're just living with it, but they might want to consider dissolving it? 
You should also think about dissolving tear trough filler if you've had it and it's causing a bluish discoloration under the eyes. I highly recommend getting that addressed. That is called the Tyndall effect and that happens when filler is placed superficially to where it, for the physics of the light refraction, cause light from external sources to hit the filler in a way that reflects back blue. Patients get under eye filler performed so they can feel more refreshed and more alert and not look tired. And paradoxically, then after getting under eye filler performed inadequately or poorly or superficially, you can sometimes look more tired and be chronically having to use concealer to camouflage these blue venous looking lakes under the eye. If you have had filler done, and even if it was five years ago, seven years ago, these fillers under the eyes can last a very long time. They can be compartmentalized and they can become trapped and poor lymphatic drainage can block them from getting out of the under eye area. So if you see that blue discoloration, I highly recommend having it removed move. And the skin under your eyes is so thin. It just seems like that's a, I don't know, that that would freak me out to do filler there. I mean, I need it. I could use it, but I don't know. That, that would freak me out. Under eye filler is very tricky, and sometimes you can get swelling from the placement of the filler. If the filler is too close to your orbital fat pads, remember filler is like a sponge. It draws in a thousand times its water weight of content. And in doing so, it can cause too much water near the fat pads and other delicate eye tissues that have a tendency to swell and draw up water themselves. If you're a person who has under eye bags, let's be honest, you have days when you wake up puffy. So adding a sponge filler in that area may worsen that problem. And if you're getting under eye filler done, please remember this is a substitute for surgery. It's inferior to surgery. The gold standard is surgery to take care of the fat pads, to tighten the skin, to improve the tear trough with fat transfers. So if you're getting filler done, just be aware of the fact that it's a challenging area and your injector and you will work together to do the best possible job. And if it doesn't work out and if you're swelling, get a little superficial placement, have some tear trough puffiness, be patient, wait three weeks, do massage, avoid salt. Remember, lymphatic massage helps a lot. Take the steroids, take the antihistamines. And if it's still not working out, dissolve it and say, okay, we tried and I maybe I just need surgery. But don't always blame your injector because a lot of it has to do with your anatomy. Okay, so for that person who's going to venture into this area for the very first time, they're going to do fillers for the very first time. I can tell you from my own personal experience that when you leave the office and for the next three days, you're going to freak out thinking like, oh my God, this is not what I want because there's swelling. There's just so many other things. And then it takes some time for it to settle. But I can imagine, as I know I did, people can kind of freak out and be like, oh my God, this is horrible. I better get it dissolved and maybe reach that decision prematurely. How long do you recommend people wait before they make the decision that, okay, this is not the result I was looking for? I generally want people to wait a month or so for swelling to go down, for bruising to go away, for healing to take place, for lymphatic massage to occur. And that goes for lips and that goes for under eyes. If you've worked together with your injector, you've massaged, you've done all the things and you're still noticing an issue, by all means, dissolve it. Just be aware that it's an art. It's a science, but it's also an art. And with every art, there needs to be revisions, adjustments, and collaboration until you can create the definition of beauty that's good for you. 
Well, as per usual, this is super duper informative. Thank you for doing the deep dive into the lips and fillers and how to reverse these things. Any last words for our listeners? I hope you guys will send me some questions. Don't forget, you can find me on my Instagram. It's Beauty by Dr. K, D-R-K-A-Y, doing amazing things with people's faces. And our website is the same, beautybydrk.com. That's where you can find my awesome lip plumper. If you can't find me for lip filler, you can try my lip plumper and my under eye cream with all trans retinol, one of the only eye creams that has retinol, green tea polyphenols, vitamin K for darkness and discoloration and arnica. I love this eye cream. Highly recommend it. I concur. I agree. I love the eye cream. And just as always, thank you so much, everybody. The links for everything we've discussed will be below in our show notes. Please do reach out to Dr. K. She's great at responding. And of course, if you have questions that you would like for us to ask her the next time we have her on the show, I like doing these kind of like deep dives into like one area. Maybe we have her back on. We just talk about cellulite. That was another really popular topic. But in the meantime, I love you guys. Mean it. That's it for now, guys. Stay beautiful. Beautiful.